What's up friends? Happy mid-March. Can you believe we're here? Crazy, but we are. And today we are talking about something kind of random, kind of gross, but really interesting. Now we are talking about poop, your bowel movements, what they mean, how to interpret them, and what we can do to make them healthier. Now, when I talk about this topic, it's so funny to me because I really see there's like this spectrum of comfortability with this topic on the one hand. We have people that are totally okay with it. Like It's almost like a badge of honor. They're proud of when their poop is healthy and, and you know, they're very comfortable with it. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have folks that like to pretend it doesn't exist. Like they don't talk about it. They feel incredibly uncomfortable when I ask them about it. And it really is this spectrum. Now, I find a lot of where we fall on this spectrum has to do with our upbringing and how we were raised around toilet stuff. Now, in my house growing up, I have two sisters and a brother. So we were a female-dominant household. I would say we fell pretty like middle of the ground here because even though we were mostly women in the house, my mom's a nurse. And so she just naturally talked about this stuff. You know, she would ask about it, but I would say it made me pretty uncomfortable. Like I never farted in front of my boyfriends. I felt like that was weird and I was really embarrassed. So yeah, I would say for me, it's taken a while to get more comfortable. What's made me comfortable now is the house I'm living in now. <laughs> I will tell you, I've got two boys and a man that I'm married to who is very much like stereotypical male. I mean, you know, he's in law enforcement, he's on the SWAT team, he hunts, like he's just all those things. And so poop and farts are just like a part of the dinner conversation. <laughs> I really try to tell them, you know, okay, that's potty talk, save it for the bathroom, but it's almost like they can't help themselves. They're on this other side of the spectrum. So wherever you're at, if you're living in a house that's kind of gross like mine <laughs> right now, or you're growing up, or you're in one that was like mine growing up, I just want to invite you guys to like, be a little bit vulnerable here. Let's talk about the gross stuff because there's a lot of information we can get from our gut and our bowel movements and our gas. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it today, ready or not, because here's the deal. Being confident in your body and learning to steward your body well is something that I believe has many different layers. Of course, there's that mental health layer. We talk a lot about that piece on this podcast getting clear on what your underlying belief about your body is and how to get that in alignment with your values. So that's a big layer. Then there's the biofeedback layer, learning to connect the physical feelings of our body to our actions without judgment. And then there's the nutrition science part. Each of these layers is so important and a part of the empowered eating method. So today, when we talk about bowel movements, gas, bloat, all those things, we are actually combining both the biofeedback and the nutrition science layer, but really all three of these together is what creates empowered eaters. And if you guys want to learn more about becoming an empowered eater and what this method is all about, be sure you check out my free workshop at JessBrownRD.com. You can't miss it. There's a big button on the top of the webpage, totally free to you, and it'll give you an idea of what this method is all about. But as for today, we are all going to work on getting our crap together, literally getting our crap together because our gut health, it impacts our immune system, how we digest food. It actually impacts that mental health layer and ultimately our nutrition status. Getting this in order can totally change how our body takes in food and responds to exercise. And I'm so here for finding ways to help you better your gut health, which I know is going to impact more than you would believe all because we're talking about the poop report. 
Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show, friend, where we dig into nutrition deeds that are actually helpful and we learn to be nicer to ourselves. I mean, think about it. Those things you say about your body, would you ever say them to your friend? I don't think so. (laughs) I am so glad you are here. I'm Jess, registered dietitian, juggling mama, work, and wife life amidst all the things. I used to spend an insane amount of energy hating on my body and lost in nutrition, but now I have way too much on my plate. I cannot afford to mistreat my body. And because I have a history of struggling with food, I know I have to be careful with how I approach my health goals. This is why I'm so passionate about empowered eating. Sister, in case you haven't heard it today, you are awesome. And I have resources for you beyond this podcast. Check out JessBrownRD.com and take my body confidence workshop totally free. All right, grab a cup of coffee or two (laughs) and let's fuel your awesome with empowered eating. As I mentioned, my mom was a nurse growing up. And when I was a baby, she picked me up from the sitter and she would ask the babysitter, what was the poop report? My mom wanted to know how and what her baby's bowels did when she was away because this was a key part of how she took care of me. It told her if I was eating enough, if what I was eating was being productively used in my body, or if sickness was approaching. If I needed more fluids, there was so much information that she needed just from the poop report. I'm the oldest of four, and I heard my mom ask this question to the sitter for my brother and then my two little sisters, and then she asked me to ask it when I had my boys. What I didn't know then, and I know now as a dietitian, is that this question, what is the poop report, is a valid, enlightening, and important question that we need to ask ourselves. It gives us insight on what is happening in our body, and it's a key piece of the biofeedback puzzle in the Empowered Eating Method. So when we think about the poop report, I think the first question to get acquainted with is what is a healthy gut? What are some signs that our GI tract is functioning well, Signs of good gut health include regular and pain-free bowel movements that occur between one and three times per day, bowel transit times about 12 to 28 hours, and we should be looking for bowel movements that are in a snake-like shape. So those are kind of the three basics of gut health that I like people to do an inventory in. Do I go one to three times a day? Is that transit time about 12 to 28 hours? And what does it look like? Does it look like a snake? I use something called the Bristol stool chart to help clients identify their own poop report. And you can Google this. It's widely available on the web. It's called the Bristol stool chart, B-R-I-S-T-O-L-S-T-O-O-L chart. And you'll see these different types to describe like the shape and look of a bowel movement. You'll see right in the middle is a snake-like shape. And this is ideal. This is where we want to be. Anything outside of that, either prior to it's going to show like constipation, kind of like that rabbit looking poop or beyond it would be more of a loose stool, like, like a cow pie. This gives us really good insight as to what's happening and the transit time of our gut. If we're seeing more on the constipation side, what that means is Our bowels are moving slow. Things are not able to move through at an adequate pace. And things that go too slow tends to cause bloating. We see toxins build up over time. And we start to see inflammatory markers popping up in the gut. Now, if transit time is too fast and we see more of that like mud pie looking stool, loose stool, that's when we know things are moving too fast and we're not maximizing or optimizing nutritional absorption from the food that we're eating. So we need to do something to balance that. So how can we balance our gut health? What impacts our gut? So I think it's important to know that there are so many things that impact our gut beyond just food. 
So stress can absolutely impact our gut. One of the most fascinating things is that our gut actually takes on certain postures depending on the emotion we're feeling. So they've found that, you know how like a smile is a universal symbol? Like you can look at someone in another language, not have any language in common, and if they smile, they're conveying an emotion that we can understand. That's so cool, right? Like that's a shape of the mouth that conveys the same thing. Well, they have found our gut has a similar posture or position that it takes depending on any associated emotion and it it transcends language. So for example, someone who speaks Japanese who feels stress has the same gut posture I have even though I speak English. Isn't that cool? So in other words, like our gut has the same kind of emotional reactions as our mouth does, as our as our heart, as our our human nature. I find that so fascinating. They've also found that when we blush, our gut blushes too. Isn't that cute? <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> it's like if you're getting embarrassed and turn red, so is your gut. So stress and emotion really, really impacts how our stomach processes food. So that's number one. And that, of course, like brings in the mental health layer of the empowered eating method, something that is so important when we're trying to work on our overall health. That mental health piece has to be a part of the puzzle. There's just no way around it. Illness can absolutely affect our gut and can compromise gut integrity. So if you've had a year of sickness like I did last year, there might need to be some gut healing that takes place, something to help rebuild because our immune system does really connect with our gut. And when we get sick, our microbiome and our gut takes a beating. Certain medications can impact our gut, um, like proton pump inhibitors, things like aspirin, antibiotics. This can change how our gut expression occurs in our stomach. And then of course, certain foods. And this is what we're gonna hit on more today in more my realm is what kind of foods impact our gut and how can we get our bowel movements looking like that one to three snakes per day. When we start to make targeted food changes and then actually pay attention to what's happening with the poop report, it's so rewarding to me because we start to see how connected our body is from with food. And this is something that, I think, you know, I talk a lot about it here, but in our general worldly practices, we don't tend to connect food to our body. It's like we connect food to our mouth and the taste or food to what our brain wants, but to actually connect it to our physical body is a little bit harder and such a key part of the empowered eating process. So when we look at like, okay, this is what my poop typically looks like. I'm going to make a change. Like I'm going to add fruits and veggies or I'm going to up my fruits and veggies. And then I'm going to watch and see what happens. Nothing will tell you faster than your bowels as to whether or not something is helpful or productive in your body. It's, it's so, so rewarding because truly the biofeedback is within like 12 to 28 hours. There's a very quick turnaround. So I'll give you an example. I had a client who was coming off a series of sicknesses and was really trying to get her health back. And she, I asked her, I said, what's the poop report? Well, she was having chronic loose stool or diarrhea. And so with her, we actually made a few changes to her food with her fiber content. And we also put her on a very specific probiotic. Because here's the thing. There are specific probiotic strains that have been researched for specific ailments. And I have access to this database that is so fun. You can go down this major like research rabbit hole, but when you can connect the right probiotic strain to the right targeted nutrition um, goal, 
the reward is astounding. So anyways, this girl, we got her on the right probiotic. She was taking another one, but we got her on the right one. And no joke, within three days, her bowel movements turned from this like mud pie, that cow mud pie, to this beautiful snake. Yes, I'm describing bowel movements as beautiful. <laughs> this beautiful, like smooth, easy to process bowel movement. And she was able to see that biofeedback within three days. The really cool thing is she noticed once she started having stronger, healthier bowel movements, her energy was better. She felt like she was getting more out of her food. And that's exactly what is happening. When food moves through our gut too fast, there's this flood of fluid into the GI tract. And so all that food you're eating goes through too fast for the microbiome in your gut to pull all the nutrition that it wants to. So when we can slow it down and get the right bacteria in there to break down the food and start producing positive byproducts, something called, I'm going to get real nerdy on you guys for a second. They're called short chain fatty acids. These are things that our microbiome produces that send messages to our brain that support serotonin production. There is so much of an anti-inflammatory response when we have the right mixture in our gut. So that was a crazy, awesome example. I've seen it go the opposite way too. My husband is probably one of the best examples here. <laughs> he just listened to my podcast, so he's not going to know I'm talking about this. <laughs> if you know him, don't tell him. So when he went through the police academy, he ended up losing a significant amount of weight. And it wasn't because he wasn't eating. Believe me, he was eating more food than I think we've ever fed him. <laughs> and truly, it was related to stress. So he felt stress and that changed his gut integrity. And from there, he had horrible IBS throughout the entire academy. And it was crazy. I mean, you could see it in his body. Not only did he lose the weight, but his skin color was off. Like he kind of had those like sunken in eyes. I mean, he was, he was nutritionally compromised. And this was unfortunately before I was a dietitian. So I don't, I didn't know what I know now, but if I was with him now, there are so many things I would have done differently. I definitely would have gotten him on a specific probiotic. I would have changed his carbohydrate and fiber content and been really intentional about where he was getting carbohydrates and then balanced his fat intake because an overload of dietary fat can also um, speed up that transit time of bowel movements within the gut. So he unfortunately had to go through the whole academy with IBS, <laughs> but once he was able to graduate and stress subsided, he was naturally able to balance out his IBS. But I think, you know, how many of us have been there where we've gone through stressful situations and our gut feels it. So can you imagine if instead of just like powering and white knuckling through you, you learned how to take care of that and you learned what probiotic protocol to be on and you knew how to balance your macronutrients accordingly. And I'm not talking about counting macros. No, no, no. I don't do any of that. <laughs> but just learning how to, you know, up your carbs or decrease your fiber or change your fiber sources. I mean, there are so many ways we could go that can really impact and help us just get through some of those more stressful times. Because you know, in my husband's case, it's not like he could totally change the stress from going through the police academy, but I definitely think we could have done some things differently to provide him with the biological tools to be better equipped for going through that stress. So how can you start improving your gut health today? So here are three steps I have for you. Number one, pay attention. You just gotta notice, instead of you know ignoring what's in the toilet, what is your poop report? Look up that Bristol stool chart and see where you fall. Do you have a snake, one to three snakes a day, or do you tend to fall more on the constipation side or the loose stool side? 
If you do have gut issues, so if you're not in that snake zone, track your biofeedback with food. Try to figure out like what impacts my gut. Like when I have a healthy bowel movement, what is it that I ate yesterday? What do you, I think made the difference? There's so much insight we can find just by doing a little bit of food inventory and comparing it to what we, what we see in the old John. (laughs) And then number three, meet with someone who can help you customize your diet and your probiotic recommendation according to your own biology. You guys can learn a lot by just tracking and paying attention. There's so much information you can gather and you're gonna save yourself some headaches if you sit down with someone who who knows this stuff and does it for a living. Of course, I would be so happy to be that person, but you guys might also have folks in your own community. Wherever you are, find someone, talk to them about it. There's a reason we hire accountants or we use a software like TurboTax to help us with our taxes, which are coming up here in America. (laughs) There is also a reason why talking to a professional about gut health is worth the time and investment, friends. So again, I would be totally happy to be that person, but if not, there are so many dietitians in this world that just would love to talk to you about your own poop report. (laughs) Well, my friends, I hope that helped you today. As you go through your week, I hope you pull in this layer of biofeedback. Just become aware. Let's see what's going on. And I think you're gonna be surprised that once you go down this rabbit hole, there's not only really cool information, but there's also a a connection that you can make between food and your body. And that is such a crucial part of empowered eating. It's going to totally change how you view food. It's going to get you away from the good or bad food list, the black or white thinking, and instead it's all about you becoming an empowered eater. Friends, I'm wishing you a happy, happy week. And this week, not just happy eating, but happy See, what do I want to say? I don't know where I fall on the spectrum. Like, happy pooping? (laughs) Even that feels weird. I can't do it. Even living with a bunch of boys, I just can't. (laughs) Oh, cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. For more info on how you can become an empowered eater, grab my free workshop on how to become confident in your body without obsessing over food at jessbrownrd.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.